Hi, and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. My name's Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently a board-certified behavior analyst working at a private center. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you with balance. So you'll have some episodes helping you at work and other episodes helping you outside of work. I hope you guys are excited to dive into today's episode. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am super excited to have one of my favorite co-hosts back with us. You guys probably already know her. She's Ashley with Spectacular Days. We've got quite the topic to talk about today, but just in case you're not familiar with her, she's going to briefly share her teaching background so you know what experience she already has. Hi, guys. All right. So, yes, I'm Ashley. I'm the face behind Spectacular Days. I am entering my 11th year of teaching, and I'm super excited. For the first eight, seven, eight years, there's there's a discretion. It's either I've been teaching 11 or 12 years. I don't know. We're going to go with 11. But the first seven years, I was a self-contained ID teacher, and that's how I met Nicole. Um, and our friendship has blossomed ever since. And three, four years ago, I switched roles and I became an inclusive special education teacher in the county I work for. It's called a cross-categorial teacher. Basically, you are a special education teacher inclusively in the classroom. Like you're in the gen ed setting, you support students within the classroom. They really do not get pulled out um, often. So those are the two major roles. And I switched roles at that point because I had three really young kids. And I felt like this was a better fit for special education. I didn't want to lose that piece of me, um, but it wasn't going to be as much planning um, and as much of a requirement for me day-to-day task um, for like the planning purposes. So that's why I switched. And you spent most of your time in that cross-categorial position in like third grade, correct? Yes. So all three years I did cross-cat, I was in third grade. And then Um, one year I supported fourth grade and then one year, two years I supported fifth grade, one year, one year, fifth grade. Sorry. It's, it's a little combobulated. (laughs) That's what you've been teaching this long. The years really blur together for sure. They do. And I never really thought about it, but people say that all the time. They're like, oh, I swear I had that student, but I don't remember what year. And I'm like, how do you not remember what year? It all makes sense now. (laughs) (laughs) But you're doing something that is way out of your comfort zone because it's got nothing to do with third graders, nothing to do with middle schoolers. Totally new challenge. What are you doing this year? So this year I am changing roles, but staying at the same school. I am sticking with special education, but I am moving to ECSC, which is early childhood special education. So still in that special education field, but I will be working with students primarily ages two to five. So it's quite the change um, from working with students in the general ed setting and quite the change from working with students who were in sixth through eighth grade, you know, ages 11 to 14. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never worked with a population this young. Um, Now I do have three kids, so I do know what toddlers are like and what younger children are like, but I've never done it as a teacher. So this will be quite an interesting opportunity. And the reason why I wanted Ashley to come on is she's got such a unique experience or situation right now because she is a veteran teacher and basically a brand new teacher at the same time at the same school she's been at. 
So she's having to navigate what a lot of you who are going to new jobs are having to navigate. She's also relating to those of you who are going back to the same school for the fourth, fifth, sixth year. So we're going to talk about how complex that is and how you're getting ready for the new school year. So I think the first thing that you've probably had to get your mind around is setting up an early childhood classroom. Like how have you been even preparing before you can get into the classroom to get ready for the new school year? So very, very good question. Um, I last year would go in and support the special education preschool classroom. Occasionally I would go in and help out if I had some free time. And I especially started doing it once I found out that my role was going to change and that teacher was leaving and I would be fulfilling that teacher's role. So I would go in often, even if it was for like 15 or 20 minutes, just to kind of see how the day was structured and what the classroom looked like. Um, my principal graciously let me go into the classroom last month in July just for like an hour to see like what there was. I mean, because I have no idea like what are in your cabinets, what is underneath the sink and all the things. And a bonus is my neighbor down the street is an ECSE teacher and has been one for like 24 years. So she has been an amazing resource. She has sat down with me and said, these are the kinds of things you want to look at. This is what you want to do first. Like the first nine weeks of school, you want to make sure this is happening. Before you even start school, you want to make sure you have these things. So she's been like a great mentor for me to really help me kind of navigate a little bit of what is to be expected of me. Mm -hmm. And I know another unique situation you're in is that you're going back to the same school, but you're probably going to go into work with some new people in your school. So I feel like it's kind of hard in your position to like, you're well known, but you're also not. So how do you build relationships with people in that environment? Yes, you're right. I know who the TAs are that support this classroom because like I said, obviously said hello to them. They were located um, near the third grade classroom. So I would see them often. Um, but just trying, and I think the hardest thing is they see me as more of an inclusive teacher and then them going to have to see me as like their, I don't want to say boss, but the person that they look for, for advice and where the classroom is run. I'm slightly hesitant that they're going to be, I don't want to say upset. It's going to be hard for me to like change the way things are done because they've had the same person for a few years and I'm, I'm not going to run things the same way this other teacher did, which is good. Like you should be able to change things, but I'm a little apprehensive to change things because I know I don't love change and I don't know their feelings on change. Exactly. And I think a lot of people face this problem when they're going into an already established self-contained classroom, because that's a very different world. You were in that world for seven years. It's a very different world than a general education classroom because often they're together year after year supporting really complex needs. And then when you're the new person who is the lead teacher, but you're going into an environment that's already been running, that can be overwhelming. I also hear people who like are teacher assistants and then become a teacher at the school have trouble getting that buy-in of getting the other staff members to see them in this new light. Do you have any tips on what you're going to do to kind of establish that working relationship? Yes. So I'm going to do like a para survey to talk with the paras and be like, what are your likes? What are your dislikes? What do you think ran well last year in the classroom? What are some things that like maybe didn't go so smoothly that you might want to change? Um, and nothing against the teacher, just 
you know, this teacher might've tried something and why should I try something if it didn't work type of thing. And that we're getting new students this year, but you know, it's always nice to find things that worked and that what didn't work. And you can ask them like, what is your strong suit? Are there things you like to do? Um, I did the same thing with my co-teaching relationships when I was in the inclusive setting. Like I went to teachers and were like, what are things you love to do? What are things you hate to do? Like the one teacher hated bulletin boards, but I know for a fact that the TA I work with loves bulletin boards. And if you give them an image, they'll make it come to light. So that's like definitely a strength of theirs that I'm like, okay, I can already check that off my box. The TA can work on that kind of stuff. Um, so that does help a little bit, but definitely just asking questions and not in like a bossy way, but just, you know, being like, be open, like, hey, this is new. I don't know how this is going to run e either. Like, obviously, I'm brand new to this. I'm going to look to you for guidance. But ultimately, like the decision is mine, because legally, I'm in charge of like paperwork and certain things. So um, hopefully it will pan out nicely. I love that you point out that you're going to ask for their feedback. So you're going to immediately own the fact that they do have a history in this classroom that you don't have. Whereas you might have a professional background they don't have. So you can combine those to make the best classroom. I think some people kind of forget that the TAs do have a lot of knowledge that they can bring, especially if you're the person walking into a new classroom. So Ashley's making a big switch this year. Sometimes people make big switches because they're looking for a new exciting adventure. And sometimes they kind of end up in a new situation and it wasn't necessarily their choice. And Ashley did find herself on the latter side of that. So since you're entering a role that you maybe didn't seek out, how are you mentally preparing for the fact that you're not going back to the job you had and you're getting ready for a new job in the same school? Yes. So as Nicole said, it wasn't my full choice to, to take on this role. Um, the school numbers that I was at decreased significantly in the special education side. So there had to be shifts and some people were given options of shifts, like shifting to different school within our district, shifting um, to a different like different role and completely in general, like instead of going from SPED, going to gen ed. Um, I knew I wanted to stick with the special education side of things. And I knew I wanted to stay at my current school. So I spoke with my principal and was like, how can I stay here? I, um, if you follow me on Instagram or, you know, that I live within like the community of where I teach and it, I growing up and being a mom and finding out that I could bring my kids to school with me, like teaching in our community, that was number one important to me. Um, so I wanted to stay with my kids, but I didn't want to bounce them around the district either and be like, I don't know if we're going to go here and here. So I'm taking on this role, one, as a challenge for myself, because I've never taught this role. And I think that you can get comfortable where you are in SPED or just in any role in general. And I think this is a good way. Um, it's a new role, but I'll have the support of my staff at school. Like I already have really good friends that I work with. Um and they, I know, will be supportive of me. Like if I'm having a rough day, um, I also know that the TAs that I work with are also supportive. So the change is going to be hard for sure, but at least I know I have like that baseline of support. I'm not having to learn a new school, a new admin, new staff, a new position. Um, I'll have some in my corner. So that makes me a little, a little bit better, like excited to come back, but um, 
definitely talking to my mentor, like my friend who's an ECSE teacher and just kind of being like, how does the day run? What do you do about this? What do you do about this? She answered like a thousand questions for me, which helped my anxiety diminish a lot. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can do it. It's very similar to being a self-contained teacher. Um, you just have to shift your mindset to tailor it to obviously the age group that I'm working with. Like they're not going to be able to tend to task like some of my middle schoolers did. Um, so that's a, a bonus that I have that self-contained piece, at least, um, mindset. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And you just made me think of, I actually had Katie from spot on special ed on the podcast, probably a year ago, working in early childhood. And she talked about, you know, and I think your experience of being a mom with toddlers is going to help with this when you're working in that preschool setting. Is it a matter of they won't do or they can't do? Are you asking them to do something that just developmentally is not appropriate for a three-year-old? And so I think for you being able to take all those different experiences, being in a self-contained classroom, being in a special ed cross-cat classroom and having children of your own will help. I'm going to throw something at you that I did not prepare you for. Okay. Can you tell me three things that you're looking forward to with this new position? It can be things that will be better about your job, ways that you're hoping to grow, anything like that. Um, yes. One, I'm looking forward to, this sounds so weird, having my own classroom again. Um, that sounds weird. I know that, but I've never, I haven't had my own classroom in four years. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, I'm looking forward to having less hours to work in the day. This is a position where you are guaranteed planning, and that is never a guarantee when you're in SPED. So that I'm looking forward to. Um, and I'm also looking forward to, I feel like the challenge that has I'm going to embrace, like figuring out how I can make this situation that might not have been something I sought out, but something that maybe I will continue to seek out in the future. Because I could continue this path after this school year, or I could change my role again if I feel like this is not the best fit for me. But I don't think, I, I don't think it's a bad challenge. I think it's something that I will eventually realize was the path that was meant, like meant, like it was paved for me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think the reason why I wanted to throw that question to you is I think, again, it's going to be hard to be in the same school that you were in. So it's one thing to push into a new position you weren't looking necessarily forward to as another thing to watch somebody else do your old job that you had kind of wanted to keep. And so that's why, you know, when you're heading into an environment that maybe you're not feeling the most pumped at, trying to look forward to those things that you might be able to gain and keep your eye on that can kind of help that mindset as you shift into a new school year. You're spot on. I definitely have had to shift my mindset and say, you are an ECSE teacher. You are no longer a crosscat teacher. Will I help my colleagues if they have a question? Absolutely. Um, but I will not do things that the crosscat teacher will have to do. Because if I do that, then they're not going to realize the like that they don't that they don't need me or that they do need me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if if I'm doing things for them without it being my title, I I want it to be my title. I want to make sure that the school realizes that that they need additional staffing in this area. So if I'm asked to do things, I want to make sure that um, they realize that like we're two, we are all in sped, but we are two separate 
things. Um, it'll be nice to see my students too. I'm really excited. I had a really good bond with my third graders from last year. Um, and when it was announced that I was being moved possibly to a different school, um, their faces made me really sad when they were, when they were upset about it. So at least I'll get to see them grow and continue to like say hi to them in the hallways. Yeah, absolutely. And I know this is not the same thing at all because I left teaching and I wanted to leave teaching, but I just happened to go work at a clinic that my student went to. And so then my job was to go pick them up from school. So I left my classroom in June and then the first day of school in August, I was back at the school picking them up. And so the teacher who had replaced me brought him to the car. I was not expecting how sad I was going to be, even though I wanted that change. So it's definitely hard. So I think kind of already having that mental picture of like, you know, it's going to be tough and here's what you're going to do to try and protect yourself, your job, your mental well-being and everything with that transition is a really good plan to have laid out. Yes. And I'll definitely be leaning on you for sure, because you like you said, it's very similar scenarios. So agree, like watching someone else, um, like be the case manager for my kids is, is going to be a little hard. I did have preparation this past year because I've never had like the same kids. Like I had them once when we went from when the pandemic started, but then this past year they gone off to a new case manager. So I think that kind of prepped me a little bit to know that like, Obviously, I don't have to be in control of time or be their case manager. They can succeed with other people. <laughs> right. That's a hard pill to swallow, but for sure. Yes. And I appreciate you coming on and being so vulnerable because this is a hard thing to talk about for sure. Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we end this episode? No, I would love to come on midway through the year and update you. Like, I think that would be a fun little thing to do um, and update everybody, like how the transition went and what were my feelings on the first few weeks of school and all those things. So um, you can write it in your notebook of a million lists and put me, put me in like the December, January category. That sounds perfect. I like, you know, that I have my notebook. I'll for sure add Ashley's episode to my fall list. <laughs> And Ashley shares a lot on her Instagram, so I'll link that in the show notes. So if you also are going into an early childhood role or you're just going into a new role, you'll be able to follow along as she shares this upcoming year. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys found something useful and you can always come visit me on Instagram at Adaptation Station for more content all about work and life. I hope you guys join me for the next episode and have a good one.